For National Nurses Week, Fortis is honoring the millions of nursing professionals in our community, caring for loved ones. More so today, the need for nurses is vital. And Fortis College and Institutes recruits people like you to train to become a nurse. Do you want to be a nurse? Start your essential career in nursing with a Fortis education. Just visit fortis.edu to learn about hybrid instruction and online enrollment. Then talk to Fortis by dialing pound 250, keyword nursing school. Good morning, I'm your host David, a.k.a. Baba, and this is Thy Daily Edge. A fresh twist on the morning brief where I share my views on everything from recent news and current affairs to popular culture and personal finance. Hope you enjoy the show. Robo-advisors. If you've followed any financial news in the last few years, you've probably come across them and heard about how they're disrupting financial markets and the investment game. But if you haven't, I'm here to clear up some of the smoke and point you in the right direction when it comes to picking one and getting started. As mentioned, I don't really want to waffle on with disclaimers and aside, so I'm just going to give my bare opinions and you can do what you will. Just remember that I'm not a regulated financial advisor, so you'll need to seek one out if you want detailed investment guidance specific to you. I can only tell you what I personally think and what I like. Um, If you end up lurking by nightfall next to a McDonald's drive-thru waiting to steal people's chicken nuggets because you thought you could beat the market by remortgaging your house and dumping it all into Uber stocks, that will be your own personal problem. With that said, let's get cracking. So, speaking of robo-advisors, A more accurate term, in my view, is online investment advisors. That's because robo-advice is really a US term. In the US, discretionary investment managers are called financial advisors, even though there's no actual advice provided. So most robo-advisors aren't really giving you any real investment advice. What they do is take down your details, get you to answer some basic questions while you're signing up, and then they'll allocate you to one of their investor profiles, which should most closely match your risk appetite. So from that perspective, the view is that they're advising you on which of their profiles or portfolios to choose, but they're not actually giving you any advice on day-to-day investments or what you should do with your money. Luckily, I'm not either, so I can be quite impartial and just tell you how I feel about all of them. In terms of what risk appetite is, it should be fairly self-explanatory. Uh, Some people are more comfortable taking slightly bigger risks in the hope of getting slightly bigger rewards. Generally, each risk profile will have a diversified portfolio and a range of asset classes. So you'll get some equities, maybe some bonds, some commodities, perhaps a little cash, um, some emerging market stocks and bonds. You know, you get a real mix. That's generally what you want. Some options, some online platforms don't give you as many options, they don't diversify as much. There's a few that I'll get to where really it's just stocks, bonds, stocks and bonds. But for the most part, all of them will give you a diverse range of asset classes. So that's really the long and short of it. You pop your money in and leave it to grow. And emphasis on leave it to grow. As mentioned, as much as possible, you should be thinking long term with your investments. So you should be aiming to grow your portfolio over a certain number of years. This isn't really for anyone that's just looking for very short-term gains. 
so you should be prepared to leave your money in there for at least three to five years at the very minimum. Most of the robo-advisors now offer the same products, so you'll get ISAs, SIPs, general investment accounts. Uh, if you don't know what any of those are, let me know, I'll talk more about ISAs and SIPs on another episode. An ISA is essentially a tax-free wrapper, so that's probably the best way to invest and save on taxes. If you don't have one already, you can only open one in each calendar year, so if you don't already have one, that's where I'd start, because why not save on taxes? A SIP is a self-investment pension plan. I think it's best to save that for another episode where I can get into that in more detail. Now, there are a myriad, myriad options when it comes to picking an online investor, and there's a lot I could say about each of them. However, the point of all this is to distill as much useful, actionable information as possible in the shortest period of time. So I will include links to all the platforms I mention in the show notes or description, as well as on the website. So don't worry if you don't catch everything. Some of these links are affiliate links, so they'll help to support the podcast. But I try to make sure that I'm linking to whatever the best available deals are for each platform. So some of them might give you some money when you sign up. Some of them might give you a discount on management fees in some way. Um, There's a real range. So with all that in mind, the TLDR of this entire episode is that if you want the simplest and least fussy way to invest your savings for the maximum return, I would probably go with Nutmeg. That's it. That's the show. Um, Now, Nutmeg aren't paying me to say this. In fact, Nutmeg isn't even my personal favourite platform. What I do know, however, is that the majority of people I've spoken to don't really want to get into the nitty-gritty of managing their portfolios day-to-day. I also recognise that a lot of the charts and tables and information might be overwhelming for some new investors. So if that's you and you're not super fussed about the details, and you just want to start growing your money the simplest way possible, I'd go with Nutmeg. I'd still recommend listening to the rest of this episode though, just because I'm going to go over all the alternatives, as well as my personal favourites. Now generally, I think when people are looking to start, they'll probably start by looking at historic returns, and I'm going to get into why this potentially may not be the best way to start or the best way to look at things, but I think it's definitely right up there on the list of what's important. Now most people, when they start, they're probably going to look straight at historic returns. But as an example, one table I was looking at which shows the performance of various robo-advisor portfolios in 2017 based on a £5,000 investment. The lowest performing was Wealthify, which would have gotten you £5,413. Scalable Capital, the VAR 25% would have gotten you £5,464. Money Farms Portfolio 6 would get you 5476 Then the FTSE with 5597 Net Wealth will get you just over 600 Then Investor. And then right at the top is Nutmeg. Um, that's probably going to be consistent. Nutmeg usually outperforms the rest. Now my warning with all of these numbers is that the returns really do fluctuate year to year. So the reason people advise to invest over a 5 year period at the minimum is because that gives you enough time to ride out market fluctuations and average out your return. So despite the fact that Money Farm and Scalable Capital, for example, came behind the FTSE in this one single year, to my knowledge they both 
at least match or outperform their benchmarks in multi-year averages. And that's part of the reason you always see that typical disclaimer, past performance is not an indication of future results. That said, if you were to consider 3 or 5 year averages, Nutmeg's two most risky portfolios usually outperform all the competitors. However, their middle portfolios usually underperform, so there's a balance. Although do know that when I say under or overperform, I'm saying that relative to the other options, not necessarily relative to the benchmark. So generally they will all be profitable, they will all give you more than what you started with, but if you're comparing like for like or option for option, some will perform better than others in any given year. So, like I said, Nutmeg's most risky portfolios are usually near the top. Scalable capital is usually a comfy middle. Money farms usually neck and neck with Nutmeg at the top. Uh, Wealthify and Wealthsimple usually underperform by comparison, but they both have their own perks, so this may not be much of a concern. Um, I've had accounts with all of the ones I'm going to mention, so I can definitely give you my perspective. So let's go through the pros and cons of each. With Nutmeg, I'll say it before I'll say it again, Nutmeg is not my personal favourite as a platform, but I cannot lie, it is probably the most effective. If you want something that's just going to hum away in the corner and get the job done, Nutmeg is it. My personal favourite is still Money Farm, but I've now moved the bulk of my portfolio to Nutmeg just because it gets the job done. It's as simple as that. Um, My main cons with Nutmeg is that it doesn't give you all the information, it doesn't give you all the data. I'm a bit of a data nut, so I like seeing the precise breakdowns, all the info, all the factors. Nutmeg doesn't do that. They have a very simple process where they push you down the conveyor belt, get you on your way and bring you the returns. Obviously for most people that's probably heaven, and that's why I recommend it. But for me personally, I prefer more granular information, for no good reason other than to stare at numbers when I'm bored. So historically Nutmeg outperforms its competitors, both at the top and bottom end. So compared to competitors, its most and least risky profiles will probably get you the best value. I think Money Farm and Scalable Capital will usually match if not beat it in the mid-range. So that's one thing to bear in mind if you're not specifically chasing high returns. The other great thing about Nutmeg is that it offers both actively and passively managed funds. I explained what these are in the last episode, but Essentially, you have the choice of investing passively based on asset allocation, which is what most of the other online advisors are doing, or you can give it to Nutmeg's team who are actively trying to beat the market by reacting to market conditions and making changes on the go. I don't think many of the others offer this, so if that's what you're looking for, Nutmeg is the one. If you want it fully managed, you will pay a slight premium on fees, but if you're happy to have the standard passive option, then the fees are actually lower than some of their competitors. All in all, if you're new to investing and want the simplest way to get started, you'll like Nutmeg. If you're just chasing high returns and you don't really care about micromanaging or seeing every little detail, you'll like Nutmeg. It's as simple as that. So let's talk about Money Farm. This is my personal favourite, but much of that is just down to personal preference. They give you all the useful data and granular information you might want about your investments so you know exactly where your money is going and in what proportion. I just really enjoy that. They also have great customer service and some of the lowest fees around and I'm a real sucker for saving money so there you go. That's literally it for me. 
Money Farm was my first foray into investments of this sort. I started off with just about £200 and I grew it slowly over time and then eventually when interest rates hit rock bottom I poured most of the savings from my cash ISA into my stocks and shares ISA with Money Farm. Because at that point I might as well have been putting the money under my mattress. And that was only a few years ago. My portfolio has grown a lot since then. I mentioned that most of my money is with Nutmeg now. Well, that's largely because, one, Nutmeg gave me a great deal to switch, and two, if you're looking for a higher risk profile, they do have slightly better returns. That's just something I personally had to weigh up, but I still think that Money Farm is a great first choice, particularly if you know quite little about finance or you like to micromanage your money. If you want to check out any of these apps, the links will be in the show notes and on the website. And you'll be able to get direct access to any good promotions or referrals. With Nutmeg, for example, you get six months fee-free. So for the first six months, you'll have no fees on whatever you put in. This probably works out a lot better if you've got a lump sum to chuck in. Uh, With Money Farm, if you use the link and code on the website, you'll get £5,000 managed free for a year. So if you're just drip feeding smaller amounts, this will probably work very well for you. Another option is Wealthify. I think Wealthify is probably a great balance between the previous two. You get all the simplicity of Nutmeg and much of the clarity of Money Farm. My only problem with Goldilocks is her lack of performance. Overall, having seen the numbers, it looks a little lackluster. Um, That's just my personal preference though. This pick for me is more about being comfy. I wouldn't come here just for the data and I wouldn't come here just for the results. So if you're not at all concerned with engineering the hell out of your investments, this is probably a great middle of the pack pick. I probably sound a bit more cynical than I should. I'll put it this way. If I had never used an investment platform before Wealthify, I would probably be very happy and have no complaints. The interface is really nice and sleek and they give you access to valuable information should you need it. If you want a peaceful balance, this is a decent pick. I have an account, but I can tell you now I don't actually use it. Um, For those of you that think it's a great fit for you, I have created a circle to keep your fees low. Circles on Wealthify are essentially like a community way to keep your fees low. So you invite people to your circle, and then depending on the number of people in the circle, everyone will get a certain level of discount on their fees. So the more of you join it, the lower all of your fees will be. Like I said, I don't use it, but if you want to, just look for the circle called Thy Daily Edge, and if enough of you sign up, you'll get up to 20% off your fees. The fourth platform I want to touch on is Scalable Capital. This is probably my best pick for anyone who wants all the data. You could be completely new to investing, or you could have gone around the roundabout two or three times, but if you want all the info laid out in the simplest way possible, Scalable Capital is probably what you're looking for. Now before I gush too much about this one, you should probably know you should probably know that the minimum investment is 10k. So this is not one for people with low income or low savings at all. If you don't have that, the other options will do you just as well. Um, and specifically if you're chasing high returns, some of them will outperform this by quite a bit. This platform is definitely catered more to those who have a lot more money and those who want to see all of the granular details about how to manage it. Keep in mind though that you can also transfer in an existing ISA, so if you have 10k somewhere else you can just slide it across. Now with scalable capital there's two main benefits for me. 
One is the data, which I love. The second is the fact that it's super honest and transparent. They're honest about the fact that they just use ETFs. And beyond that, they generally use physically replicating ETFs. Now, I won't bore you by explaining, but in a nutshell, it means that your portfolios should track the indexes more accurately. The aim here generally isn't to outperform the market, but, but just to track it. Obviously, even with them, if you go for the higher risk profiles, you'll generally expect to enhance your returns, but the peaks and troughs should roughly mirror the market reasonably well. Scalable Capital also have a reasonably thorough risk profile assessment, and they have the biggest number of individual portfolio choices. This means you're more likely to end up with something specifically suited to you, rather than a broader umbrella. That's why I think it may be a great option for beginners with decent savings already, because you know exactly what you're getting. One thing I also love about how they manage the risk profiles is that it's directly based on value at risk. So instead of using fluffy words like balanced and adventurous, they literally just say, this portfolio is 15% VAR. This number generally indicates the proportion of your portfolio that you're prepared to risk in any year, but more specifically, it means that that specific portfolio will only have a chance of underperforming by 15% or more in one year out of every 20 years. So it's super transparent about that. I like the fact that simply by looking at the name of each portfolio, you know exactly what it means and what you're getting. You'll still get all the details, all the information. You'll find out what makes up each portfolio and in what parts. But I like that everything is clear on the face of it. I don't know if it's part of its German heritage, but everything is definitely precise and clear. I love it. The only reason the bulk of my portfolio is with Nutmeg as opposed to here is because, like I said, I lean towards higher risk. And I know that Nutmeg portfolios have done really well at that end. Obviously, past returns are no indication, blah, blah, blah. But that's the bet I'm willing to take personally in order to make more in the long run. So if you want to know that you're getting an accurate tech-based tracker with highly specific investor profiles, Scalable Capital could be a great fit. I'm a fan. I think it's better for anyone who knows a little bit about finance or stocks, just because otherwise the numbers and charts will probably be worthless to you. I'm sure that's part of their plan though, because that explains the £10,000 minimum investment. Another platform I want to touch on is Wealthsimple. I'm a bit of a mixed bag on this one. It's really similar to my feelings on Wealthify. If I'd never tried anything else, I'd be completely satisfied. It's reasonably clean, it does the job, uh, but now that I've tried others, I just know that I can either get clearer information or better returns elsewhere. So when I was trying it, it wasn't a serious consideration. But it probably has the best onboarding process I've seen. I really, really like it. It's really simple and easy to use. You can start with £1. They don't have the best historical returns compared to some of the competitors. But like I said with Wealthify, if you just want a safe, comfortable experience, this is it. Um, this would probably be my best overall pick for generalists below Nutmeg if you're looking for that mid-tier of returns. So like I said, Nutmeg, I think historically at least, have have overperformed at the bottom end. So in their lowest risk profiles, they get the best returns. So at that point, I'd probably still stick with them. If you're going for high risk, again, I'd still stick with them because you're getting the best returns. But in the mid-range, um, Nutmeg underperforms, so I'd probably look at either Money Farm or Wealth Simple. If you have lots of money, maybe Scalable Capital, just because 
I think you have a clear idea of what you're getting. But if you don't have 10k just to drop at once, these would be my two best options. Wealth Temple also has a few very specific perks. Lots of people are trying to get into this ethical investments bag, but I think Wealth Temple has the best options for this, so if that's what you want, I'd probably check this out. So they have ethical options, but they also have halal options, and I really like that. However, generally, I don't really buy into this whole ethical investments thing. For the most part, it feels like a sales gimmick to prey on the social conscience of millennials, because on all the platforms, suddenly they hike up the fees. And for what? In my everyday portfolio, there are plenty of companies that are not flogging children or dumping coal into the river. But because the entire purpose of the company isn't specifically goodwill, it's not going to count as an ethical investment. So that doesn't mean a tremendous amount to me. For me, it's a bit pointless. What I did was I took a good look at what was inside my funds. If you take a good look, you'll realise that a lot of them, based on the ETFs they used, are actually very similar to maybe Vanguard funds or other available funds that you could self-invest in. So just find the closest equivalent and then check the sustainability rating on Morningstar. So that's what I've done and I'm quite happy with how they rank all of my investments. So I'm not super fussed, but if it's a primary concern for you, go right ahead. If you also happen to be Muslim and you want halal or sharia compliant portfolios, this is probably your bag as well. The link in the show notes should give you £5,000 managed free, so this is also a great option to save on fees for anyone with less than that. So there you go, that's my roundup of all the most popular investment platforms. Hopefully that helps you to decide where you want to get started. I'm going to go through one or two extras that do slightly different things to help grow your investments overall, but if you've liked this episode or found it helpful, please do rate the podcast or leave a review, I'd really appreciate it. Also feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at Just Call Me Baba or at Thy Daily Edge and let me know your thoughts. So the final two I wanted to touch on are Oval and Moneybox. Now Oval isn't strictly an investment platform, it's an app that I really like and I've used for a while, um, it's mostly for saving. I'll talk a lot more about exactly how I use it in a series that I'm going to do on budgeting, but in essence it's a saving tool that allows you to passively save in lots of different ways. It can take a fixed weekly amount, it can round up your regular spending and keep the change. There are loads of different options, even going down to, you know, it can save a little bit every time you post on Facebook. So it can get that specific, and I like it for that. Uh, however, stepping beyond this is the fact that you can now invest through the platform. The investment options so far, for me, are very limited. And that's probably why, even though I save through the app, I don't use it to invest. However, what this works really well for is if you specifically care about ethical investments. So you've got a fixed rate option where you commit some of your savings for a certain period of time and you get a fixed return of 2.5%. That's quite good, it's better than most banks nowadays, but, but I'd rather use my money to get serious returns. Um, you've got some other options though, you can invest only in companies, for example with LGBT policies, you can invest in companies that are conserving water, you can invest in companies that have a certain percentage of women in their boards, so I think if you're primary concern is ethical investments, this is probably something worth looking into, and you can still use it in conjunction with your main investment platform. This is more of an additional tool of what you can do with your everyday savings. So if that sounds like your kind of thing, the link in the description on the website should give you £5 when you sign up.
The second great tool for turning your pocket change into investment returns is Moneybox, but it's also starting to do a lot more than that. It's really simple to get started, you get the usual options of dropping in a lump sum or investing monthly, but it's also great that you have the option to round up your everyday transactions and use the spare change to invest, on top of everything else that you're already doing. This probably makes it the best fit for anyone who doesn't yet have a fixed budget or savings, or money set aside to allocate. However, I do have a few more issues with Moneybox. The main one being that the process is almost too simple. Now, they do a great job of guiding you through all the steps of investing your money, but when it comes to picking an investor profile, they don't ask you any questions about how much you earn or save or how you feel about investing. Um, that may be ideal for you, but, but the only options you get are between cautious, balanced, and adventurous. So you're getting a really limited number of options, and I can see lots of people jumping straight for the adventurous one, even though it might not really be for them. The reason I say that is because their adventurous profile is 95% equities, which is nuts. I mean, to be fair, it says 80% global shares and 15% global property shares, but that 15% is still equity, it's just concentrated in property developers. You can barely call that diversification. In terms of risk, it's equivalent to Money Farm's number 6 or Nutmeg's number 10. But that's exactly my problem. With Nutmeg, for example, there's 10 profiles. So by the time you're picking one, you know that by picking number 10 out of 10, you are picking something that's right at the end of the risk scale. With Moneybox, though, you're only getting three options. So it's possibly engineering people to take on a bit more risk than they might ordinarily be comfortable with. Anyone who feels that they might want something a little more than average will probably pick adventure. It sounds nice. They make it sound like you're going for a walk in the woods, or going for a cheeky Nando's, or getting a curry that has the one chilli pepper rating on the menu. Like, oh, you're getting a little risky, but I can imagine it's easy to sign up without realising that the middle option already had one chilli. So if you want something that's just a little bit spicier, suddenly they're shoving ghost peppers down your throat whether you like it or not. Now I think Moneybox is a great pick for anyone that doesn't have a budget, or any idea what the hell is going on inside their wallet. It's a bit like the hinge of robo-investors. It's the investment platform for people that don't want to invest. In my view, if you really cared about actively taking charge of your finances as a whole, you'd probably find better places to put your money, particularly where you'd get much better returns. However, if you're not too fussed and you just want to rumble on with life as usual, having an app that's going to scrape the spare change from under the couch is a great idea. Am I being overly dramatic? Probably. Most likely. And I'm sorry, you know what? It's, it's, a, it's a decent pick, right? Moneybox is really good at hand-holding for beginners, and as far as the customer experience goes, it's right up there. They also have some really robust features, but I think if you've got your finances largely in order, and you're setting aside money regularly each month to invest, there's probably better places to chase returns. The product is nice, but the investment itself is a bit underwhelming. All in all, if you like it, that's great. Personally, it's not my first recommendation, because like I say, if you want a risky profile, most of the others have better returns. Nutmeg, Scalable Capital, Money Farm will usually outperform it. If you want a really simple experience, this may be worth looking at. But again, Nutmeg is simpler. Wealthify is relatively simple as well. 
so is Wealth Simple. Um, the killer feature here is going to be the way it scrapes your change and automatically invests it. That's what this is for. So if you specifically want that feature, come here. I'd probably use it in conjunction with having the bulk of your investments going elsewhere. But that's just my view. That's all I can say. So there you go. That wraps up everything I wanted to say. If I didn't mention your personal favorite, or you have any particular thoughts about some of the ones I mentioned, give me a shout on Twitter with the hashtag ThyDailyEdge. And if you found this episode useful, please do share it with any family or friends who may be interested in getting started on their own investment journey, or just want to weigh up the available options. Catch you on the next one. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in. Please don't forget to rate, to review and subscribe. It really helps the podcast. And if you have any comments or rebuttals, feel free to get at me on Twitter at ThyDailyEdge or at Just Call Me Baba. Circle K is America's thirst stop. And Dave's, especially when Dave needs refreshments for family movie night. So Dave heads straight to Circle K, where he grabs icy Polar Pop cups and frosters for the kids and chilled beer for the grown-ups. Enjoy family movie night, Dave. We'll be here for you all summer long. And right now at Circle K, score with 28-ounce Gatorade. Any flavor, three for $5. So make us your first stop. Circle K, America's thirst stop. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.